Some of the greatest life lessons I learned was when I was 18 years old and worked at a funeral home. Welcome to the Attain Your Purpose podcast with Rick Dolezal and Eric Metz. When asked which is the greatest commandment, Jesus answered with actually two commandments. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And we did a whole podcast on this called A Part of Everyone's Purpose on these two commandments. But in this podcast, we're going to break down the love your neighbor part and really focus on one of the ways you can do that. And that is through encouragement. Before we dive in, I want to share some encouragement we received from one of our listeners named Wade. Wade said, thank you guys. This is such a great podcast. I really enjoy listening to your perspectives. Keep doing what you're doing, guys. Well, Wade, thanks a lot for what you shared. Appreciate the feedback and encouragement. And Rick and I really appreciate it. And we have received some texts and some different feedback over the last few episodes. And we just also want to say thank you to everybody else who's commented on our podcast and appreciated what we're doing. And so we just want to thank you for all the other people that have encouraged us along this journey as well. Moving forward, if you do want to contact us through our website and send us some feedback and encouragement, you can do that through our website, attainyourpurpose.com. Feel free to reach out and send in a contact form and just let us know what you're thinking and feeling and and, uh, any encouragement you want to share along the way that we'd greatly appreciate it. And you too may be highlighted on a future podcast just like Wade. So, all right, Rick. Start us off today with our discussion on encouragement. Well, Eric, thank you. And as a matter of fact, when we looked through our list of topics we were going to cover on these podcasts, I had a special note next to this one, a little star, because this was the one I was most excited about doing. This topic of encouragement is just so needed in today's world. We've got people that are affected in negative ways with regard to some things that are going on. And we really can help each other as we give a kind word to each other. You know, what does it really cost us to do that? And uh, we really can can make changes in individuals' hearts and their attitudes. You can just get a pick-me-up from somebody else with just a couple of seconds of words uh, said to them. So this was the one I was really most excited to do, Eric. Well, we mentioned at the top uh, the funeral home, and one of my jobs at this funeral home back a number of years ago was to greet people at the front door during calling hours. And I would ask them who they were here to see, and I would direct them to the room where that person was. And uh, the person would go in there, the, the person who had asked me directions, and they'd come back to me at the front door to talk, and they would ask me questions. You know, was I a member of the family that owned the funeral home? And I would tell them, no, I'm from a student, uh, uh, rather, I'm a student from out of town who's working here while I go to school. And they would go on to tell me about their friend that they were coming to see at the funeral home who just passed away and what a great person they were. And this happens so often, you could almost predict it. Uh, And my thought was, when I was standing there, was, why are you telling me all these kinds of attributes about this person I don't even know? And again, Eric, it happened so often, it came to me. I thought, well, this person had just come to see a friend of theirs that they really thought some nice things about, and they might not have shared these positive things directly to their deceased friends, and they had some regret that they hadn't done this. So they're, they're, they were telling the first safe person that they saw, which was me. And it was at that moment, it created a life goal of mine. I made a decision that if I ever felt anything nice about 
a friend, a person that I was going to tell him. And I saw from working at the funeral home that life is so short and you never know when someone may pass away. I didn't ever want to be in a position where a friend of mine who I admired, who I thought nicely of, who uh, I appreciated, that that friend would pass away and I didn't tell them the nice things that I uh, thought about. Well, that's a great perspective. I think it's that whole eternal perspective of keeping the end in mind. So, so how did you implement this life goal? You mentioned Well, because I wanted to share those things with people, you know, when you first start to do something, (laughs) you're not too good at it. So I I set out to try and echo the nice things that I saw in people. And immediately people responded really very nicely and then some less nicely. Uh, Some people said, well, do you want something? What is it you want? Or you must be in sales. Uh, No, I was still going (laughs) to college. Uh, I learned quickly that not all people are comfortable with nice words being said about them. And I learned that When you're kind to people, there may be some people that ask you to uh, stop doing it, but usually people appreciated their great qualities being mentioned, kindness, a nice word, a smile. And some, again, may even think this is a bit strange and it may take time for them to get to know you and see that you're genuine in, in, in that goal. So basically you just erase your awareness, if I could put it in other words, basically raise your awareness of the power of kind words and we're very intentional about loving people through encouragement. You you basically made a plan and you were like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to set out to do this. And I think that's really cool. And it really challenges me and motivates me, you know, to think more intentionally about encouragement. Well, we've heard a little bit of Rick's perspective on encouragement. Well, what does God say about encouragement? We're going to share five Bible passages to help you understand God a little bit better and his perspective on encouragement. First one is going to be Romans 15, 5. And it says, may the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such a harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus. And I just love this because it describes God as a God of endurance and a God of encouragement. And so he wants to encourage us and other people. And so I just love that description of him, that he's a God of encouragement. All right. Number two, the second passage is from Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Just love that, encouraging each other, especially as we are waiting the Lord Lord's return. Hebrews 3.13 is our next one. But exhort, and another word for exhort is greatly encourage. So, but exhort one another every day. As long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So as long as it's called today, we need to be encouraging each other. All right, our fourth one, Ephesians 4.29. It says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And I just love this one. This one is one of those verses you want to memorize because it's so rich of not letting any unwholesome talk come out of our mouths, but also what is helpful for their needs, the other person's needs, not our own. And so it's very selfless and it's uh, packed full of encouragement for us to really focus on them and what other people need. All right. And our last one here is a little different. You may not be expecting this one, but I wanted to bring this in here is Proverbs 15, 4. It says, the soothing tongue is a tree of life but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. 
And I brought this in because the soothing tongue, sometimes encouragement can actually be healing, soothing, and it can be comforting versus just, you know, that whole rah-rah cheerleader, go, go, go. Encouragement can also be healing and it can also be comforting to people that listen. So, and it says, describes the soothing tongue as a tree of life. And so just that imagery is amazing and how our tongues can really bring healing and encouragement. So Rick, that's a little bit about what God says in his word. And we know that it's important and powerful, but help us with some ideas on and ways people can encourage other people. Well, Eric, it's interesting. I sometimes watch TV shows and I turn on the closed caption. And one of the things they always put at the bottom when they really don't know what people are saying, they put in quotes is indistinct chatter. And there, there is some chatter about this loving your neighbor thing. It, so many people are saying, well, how do, I, how do I love my I know it says love your neighbor, but how do I really do this? Do I, do I invite my neighbor down who I don't even know my neighbor. I've lived there 10 years. I don't even know who this is. We, we just say hi. Do I invite them over for a barbecue? You know, I, I don't even really cook and I don't have a grill. So I, I don't know that I can love my neighbor. I don't have a grill. Um, so uh, there, there is some some chatter about how do we really do this? And I'll tell you, Eric, I was out the other day and I got some encouragement from from someone I didn't even know. I was uh, washing my car and I was doing something people normally don't do when they wash their car. I was with my backpack blower on and blowing off the car. And uh, because I, I wanted to get all the water, <laughs> right? You want to get all the water off the car. Yeah, and I want the windows water. to look good. And, you know, before I hit it with the towel, I was blowing it off. And, and this lady kind of drove slowly by me and, and pulled into my neighbor's uh, house across the street. And she got out and she goes, sir, you are brilliant. And I thought, well, who is this wise woman <laughs> that is saying these wonderful <laughs> things about me? I didn't know this lady. And uh, she says, you know, I drove by and I, I saw you doing that. And I, I couldn't understand the reason you were blowing off your car with the blower. And she goes, then it hit me. And she goes, sir, that's a brilliant idea. And I said, wow, you know, thank you for encouraging me. So some lady who I've never met really breathed some life into me. I just felt good after doing that. So uh, I love that she crossed a barrier and reached out to somebody that, that she didn't even know and really did give me some encouragement. I, I, I felt brilliant, truly for a moment, Eric. I felt uh, brilliant <laughs> in that moment. Well, that's great. That's great. And you know, in this day and age, people really do, and you, we see it all the time, they focus on themselves. And we're all guilty of this. We, we get into conversations and we want to steer it towards something that makes us look good or something that we want to communicate to other people. And uh, we, we don't listen oftentimes. We, we tee up our next line that we're going to say. And this is really a change in that type of thinking. And it requires some work and deliberate intentional behavior on our parts to be others focused when so many times we are we focused. So an idea to start encouraging someone is to, to use some similar lines, to say something like, you know, something I really appreciate about you is, and then if you don't have their attention, you will at that moment. Everybody wants to hear, what is it? Okay, I'm all ears. What is this thing that you appreciate about me? And you really have license and, a, and an audience to communicate that thing that you want to tell someone, you know, I really appreciate this. You you behave in this way and I see that and I admire that. And I just wanted to let you know that I appreciate that quality in you. 
So that's a good opener oftentimes. Again, because there is so much confusion about what to do. We've got a number of ideas. We're going to tell you different ways that uh, we have done and the responses that we've gotten back. And if you can use any of these, please uh, take them and use them. They've been good for both you and I. And if you got some new ones, hey, we'd, we'd love to hear some new ways uh, that you use to encourage people. We are all ears as well uh, with regard to that. For sure. Uh, so one thing is, is thank you cards. You might want to have some printed up. If you don't write thank you cards, and if you sent out none last year, if you sent out one, that's one more than you sent last year. So uh, it's possible also with a thank you card to add a gift with that thank you, a $5 gift card. You know, you can purchase a number of those. Uh, When I was working, I had a number of gift certificates that I would just stick in these uh, cards, thank you cards, and you'd send them around the company. If somebody did something nice with me or for me uh, that I really appreciated, I would just write them a quick note. This, This cost me a minute of my time. I could write these rather quickly and just say, you know, you did this the other day and I thought it was so neat. Thank you so much. And and uh, again, I would include a little something just because I wanted to be make it more special than normal, more special than just a thank you card. But a thank you card's okay too, because again, uh, we in this day and age we write these less than than we used to, and and they're really even more more of a neat thing to to receive that. But you know, Eric, I would see those uh, little thank you cards that I would write for people on people's desks uh, years after I sent the thank you card, and I was really surprised how much it meant to that person. I would imagine they once in a while pulled that card back and reread those words, maybe at a time that they really needed to hear it. But I was amazed at the power of that ink uh, that I put down on the paper that was lasting long after I, I spent that minute trying to encourage that that person. One of the love languages, words of affirmation. So that makes sense. Like that, that could be one of their primary love languages is words of affirmation. So some people will take words better than others, but I'm willing to bet those people, uh, words of affirmation may be one of their top love languages. Well, Eric, you know, you and I are recording this in Cincinnati, Ohio, and we have a neat barbecue restaurant here that I used to work at when I was uh, 17 years old back in high school. And they have very good barbecue sauce and they're known for their barbecue sauce. And I used to buy this at the local store. I think I paid, you know, $2 or something. Uh, so I'd buy a case, uh, a case of 12 for $24. And I used to send out bottles of barbecue sauce with these thank you cards uh, to people that I was associated with at the company. And I'd put something like, you know, thank you for doing this. I appreciate I'm, I want to share a bottle of my favorite barbecue sauce with you as a thank you. And uh, so, because I, again, I wanted to go above and beyond just a little bit and, you know, a little bit was $2 more to uh, show people that I really did appreciate them. And, and I attended a meeting one time, it was a phone meeting uh, with several people and there were introductions made at the beginning of this meeting and, and we were all meeting each other. And this one fellow said, to another fellow. He said, Hey, do you know Rick? And the the guy on the phone line said, yeah, I, I, I met him a few years ago and he bought me with a $2 bottle of barbecue sauce. So here was this guy who was still uh, remembering me from this $2 bottle of barbecue sauce. So again, the, the life that you're compliments will have people replay them in their heads they appreciate uh, kindness everybody appreciates the nice things that you do to them even if they don't say it still gets into their mind and and eric you know you and i were talking before this podcast people aren't going around there saying hey you're encouraging me so much would you please stop that you know thank you for opening the door for me you know i really did like that would you please stop you know people do even if they don't say uh, your kindness gets into people. They do mm-hmm. appreciate it, even though they may not show it. 
So your nice things that you do for people are not wasted and they're not being lost. So you asked uh, some other ways, um, you know, how hard is it to send a nice text to someone in this day and age? Uh, Leveraging social media. You know, there's a lot of negative comments sometimes on social media. (laughs) Uh, how about using that to encourage others? And, and uh, it's neat. I've seen sometimes where somebody makes an encouraging statement and then people just follow and say, oh, yes, that's true. I've seen this person do this. And they kind of glom on to your very nice, encouraging note. Uh, and so often in life, you know, we all have great ideas. You know, I should do this now. I should do this. Uh, and many times we have those great ideas, but we don't take action on those great ideas. And we're challenging you, encouraging you guys uh, to reach out and take some of those ideas and to do them. Uh, really, if we think about it, it really doesn't cost us much. And at work, I mentioned thank you cards. You know, you don't have to be a high level manager or a manager or someone of influence to send out a thank you card and have it have meaning. You can be a day one entry level employee and say, you know, I really appreciated when you did this. It's like, oh my gosh, uh, how nice. I'm sure people will see uh, when uh, they receive something like that. And if you're really not a complimenter uh, and you know who you are, frankly, sometimes those compliments are even worth more than than somebody who may be uh, rich in their compliments. Uh, You know, if you really don't say that many things to people that that encourage them, uh, again, your words are words of gold in that instance. So it's really a reach out to if you have a tendency to do this, please keep it up. Please continue. We all love hearing those nice things. And if you don't do that, uh, we would really want to have you push a little bit, take a risk and try to do this, because I think you'll be amazed with the, uh, uh, the feedback you get and the response you get from the person that you're telling that you appreciate. Yeah. And you mentioned like, we're all kind of on a different journey. You didn't really use those words, but I'm describing what you just shared as like some people may be used to doing this and some people may not be. And so we're all on a different journey. Could you share a little bit more about how you evolved from like that initial life goal when you were in the funeral home to like today, like how have you evolved over time with encouraging other people? Well, Eric, two ways. I'm bolder than I ever was because I've seen the effects this has on people. And I've seen people go from maybe a downcast face to a smile. Uh, So you see the effect. It just gives me all that much more encouragement to encourage. Uh, so uh, that has uh, changed. Also, the things I do have, have changed. I, uh, Being a Christian guy, I enjoy it when I see other people. You, you've seen these people. They just radiate. They're very kind, and they just have a smile. And I always wondered, is that person a Christian? Do they have an understanding of what this is? Because they look like they do. Uh, I'm not saying all people who smile and radiate uh, are Christians, but sometimes I wonder, boy, you, you just are so others-focused, and I got such a charge out of you being so nice to me. I, I wonder if you're a Christian. So today, Eric, I ask, I say, or I tell them, hey, you've got to be a Christian. And I even, at first I think I was asking, and then I, again, got a little bit more bolder and said, you know, you've got to be a Christian. And uh, Eric, I'm right about 95% of the time. Uh, it is amazing to me, the people that I've met that have said, oh my gosh, yes, or thank you for noticing, or oh, sir, I just appreciate that because I'm having a tough day myself. And sometimes it's amazing to me, people that just needed to hear it, even though they were radiating themselves, they they still needed to hear that. 
And, uh, you know, if you, if you are outputting to other people and, and trying to do things that are others focused, uh, sometimes you wonder, am I having any influence? And we can play uh, even maybe a small part in letting these people know, yes, you are. I'm seeing that in you. And I appreciate that. And even if the 20 other guys who follow me in line don't, uh, I do. And thank you for that. So that's uh, one thing that I, I, I do now that I, I really didn't have the boldness uh, to do when I began this whole thing. So, Eric, I've got a guessing game for you. I'm going to ask guessing you. Guessing game, Yes. Right. We're going to see how you do on this, this uh, set of questions that I have for you. I have two major questions. Right. Okay. According to a study by Professor Trevor Cox of Britain's uh, Salford University, I'd like you to tell me, what do you think the top five worst sounds are in the world? Worst sounds in the world. Okay. Um, I'm going to say uh, nails on a chalkboard. That to me is like... Crazy. That is a bad sound, but uh, that did horrible. not make the list. It didn't make the list. Okay. All right. Let's see. Um, baby crying. Uh, yes. Very good. That's number three. Oh, there are four more. Right. Okay. Okay. Four more. All right. Um, I'm going to say uh, brakes, bad brakes on a car. Bad brakes on a car. Excellent choice again. Did not make the list. Okay. I'm going to give you one more guess, uh, one and you're not going to get okay. all the remaining ones in one guess, but uh, one more input. I'm going to say squealing pig. Okay. Squealing pig did not make our list today. Okay. <laughs> but an admirable try nonetheless. Okay. okay. Here's they are. Number five, five down to one. Five is a squeaky wheel that needs some grease. It's like, okay, get some WD-40. I need to put something on there. Or four is kind of like it. A train scraping on the tracks. And oh my gosh, if you've ever been next to a train, mm. uh, this is loud and intense and you just want to cover up your ears uh third you got it baby crying number two microphone feedback if you're ever in the audience and the microphone is is feeding everybody just covers their ears yeah and that makes yeah right i can see that but the number one sound that people don't like to hear is somebody throwing up somebody getting sick hmm. uh, so it, it compels <laughs> yeah, them into bad. action that frankly they don't want to take that action oftentimes but uh not the sound people like hearing. It's it's the number one uh, hated sound that uh, people hear. So flipping this the other way, can you guess one of the best sounds is that people like to hear? And as a matter of fact, this particular sound, uh, studies have shown that hearing this actually activates your brain in a positive manner different than other sounds. So can you guess this very important sound? I will take uh, that that uh, that silence, no. that that the, that the dead air. That I will take that as a no. No, I do not know. Okay. Offhand, no. The answer is people love it when they hear their own name in a positive manner. And oh, as a matter of fact, sense, Dale yeah. Carnegie uh, said in his book, a uh, very influential book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, that names are the sweetest and most important sound in any language. So people appreciate it when you use or remember their name. And this even includes somebody you might have just met by reading their name off of a name badge standing behind a counter. Uh, people uh, love hearing their names. A another life goal I learned at the funeral home, there were a number of them. It was from a traveling sales guy, and I will never forget this fellow, who would come to visit us once every four months to make a sales call. And he was really there to call on the owners of the funeral home. I was, again, some 18-year-old kid. I was, I was parking cars in the parking lot. It was obvious that I wasn't the man that uh, you needed to uh, uh, needed to uh, come to. I wasn't any kind of a decision maker here other than park your car over here, sir, uh, or you can't park there. So he would come out and he'd say, Rick, hey, how are you? You know, four months ago, we talked about this and you were studying this in school and 
you were going through this. So this guy must have talked with me. He did talk with me the last time he came to visit, written down what I said, wrote down my name, and asked me pertinent questions about exactly what we talked about. And did it in a very kind, compassionate manner. And I thought, I felt like a million bucks. I didn't deserve this. I wasn't owed it. I certainly wasn't a person he should have spent any time with. But he went out of his way to make me feel good. And and uh, I'll remember this fellow the rest of my life. Uh, it just felt so good. And you know what? It always feels good. Uh, and I was really feeling good because I wanted to tell him, thank you for making me feel special. So what you can do is you can go to a a business meeting and remember 10 people's names. And I know what you're saying. I I can't remember names, but this is a challenge. Yes, you can. I think if I said, okay, here's $20,000. If you can remember these 10 people's names in 20 minutes, I'll give you this, this money. And I think you could remember them. So I think it is something, I think it's bad self-talk. And I think we tell ourselves, I can't remember names. Maybe somebody else can, but I can't. No, I think uh, anybody can remember 10 names. So that's that's a it's challenge. It's really just an excuse. Yeah, that's an excuse. In my mind, it's, I'm tired of hearing, I, I can't remember names. And I think it's just a big excuse. But So Eric, what are there any things you do to remember people's names? I'm growing in this area. And this, this, uh, I'm not going to say that I'm bad at names because I just said that it's not good to say I'm bad at names, but I am growing in this area. And I think the thing that I've started to do is say their name three times during the introduction. So as you shake hands and say, Hey, my name is Eric or whatever. And their name is, let's say Rick. Then I say, hi, Rick. It's nice to meet you, Rick. Where do you live, Rick? Or how are you doing today, Rick? And you say it three times. And then that way, it's like at least three times you've said his name, their name out loud, and that will at least stick. You know, we remember things in threes. And so if we can say it three times, that could help. The other thing I like to do is create a visual, or maybe it's an association of some sort. So, you know, I, I met this one guy named Matt, and he said it. I didn't say it, but he said, he's like, hi, my name is Matt. I am fat and I'm okay with that. And it was like, I will remember that dude's name like forever because he said, he said that. And, and, uh, there's just an association and it was rhyming. And so if there's a rhyming or some sort of association you can make with their name or somebody that, you know, you know, that similar name, uh, that, that helps as well. And then the other thing is just writing it down. So like putting it in your phone, putting it, you know, on a note, et cetera, helps with, uh, helps me just, just the act of writing it down, uh, helps me remember their name. So, you know, that is amazing, Eric. And, and I too, like you have a little notes file on my phone that is names and I'll write down, uh, somebody's names that I may meet in a situation and, and I'll put a description of them, you know, tall, something like this, or we had a conversation about this and I'm amazed how forgetful I am, Eric, how the next week I'll look at that person and is a challenge to myself. I'll try to remember, remember their name and I can't. And I've been so, th- it happened last night. I, I went to a, a restaurant that we regularly go to and, and uh, could not remember the service name. This guy was just very outgoing and I wanted to greet him by name when I walked in and I couldn't remember his name. And I, I pulled up uh, on my notes list. Oh, okay. Nate. Okay. Very good. So I was prepared to meet Nate. He wasn't there last night, but I was prepared as I walked in, uh, walk in the door. And Eric also, I, it is okay to re-ask somebody their name. I mean, some, yes. so, so if you fail, yes. I walk into a lot of situations where, hi, Rick, nice to meet you. And I've forgotten their name. 
and and I'm mm-hmm. so embarrassed. They have just said it, and I've said mine, and I expect them to remember my name, and I've just forgotten theirs. Oh, but it is okay to say, I'm sorry, what was your name again? It's okay in that, you know, when you've received that, when somebody else says it, it's like, oh, well, thank you. I, I, you can see how somebody might have forgotten your name or forgotten my name, and it's okay to ask me again. And so I would encourage you to ask them again if you've forgotten it right there. And, oh, okay, Eric, good to meet you, Eric. I'm sorry I forgot your name. It is okay to ask again. You don't have to be the almighty memorizer uh, to, to do this. It, it's okay to, to and half the time, and half the time they ask you and reiterate your name back because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> they forgot your name. <laughs> so half the time they've forgotten it. So, uh, that's good. So, so Rick, let's say people struggle with encouraging others or they don't think about it, you know, but they really want to improve in this area. What are some things that they can do to improve in this area? Well, a big thing is, as we try to be others focused, God helps. It's good to have a prayer at the beginning of the day. Hey, God, who can I bless today? Uh, so if you do that, you really get into the habit of doing that. You know, the Holy Spirit just help us, and uh, God does help us to do these things. He's not saying, okay, here's, here's my command to you, go and do. I'm not going to help you at all. Uh, no, it's just the other way. God, you know uh, you, you've asked me to do this, and I may not be that good at it, or I don't think I'm that good. Can you give me opportunities to opportunities to do that? Show me where they are, and give me the strength and courage to do some of those things. To maybe take a risk in an area that I've never taken a risk in. So uh, again, c- keeping on with some more examples of this, uh, you then look for opportunities to bless people. You know, you've heard of paying it forward. What about paying it backwards? Uh, I had a friend and I saw him the other day and I said, hey, Dave, how's your day going? And he said, great. I said, okay, uh, what's so great about your day? Or, or why are you having a great day? He says, Rick, my car was filthy and I took it to the car wash and I went through the car wash and I went to pay there at the end. And, and he said, your car wash has been taken care of. Somebody has paid for it. And he said, oh my gosh, that just put me in a different mood instantly. And it just brightened my day. And you could see it on Dave's face. And he said, so I went to a fast food place and I was getting some food. And he says, I looked back and there was a mother in a car with several kids in the car. And it was obvious that she was going to buy lunch for all the different children. And he thought, you know what? I, I got so encouraged by what was done for me. I'm going to pass this along. So he told the uh, people in the drive through I'd like to pay for the person's bill behind me. So he gets the bill and he found out, they were only buying a drink. So I say this because we, we have great intentions sometimes and we think we know how it's going to end and it doesn't end like we think it's going to end. Maybe somebody doesn't really appreciate all the stuff we thought we were going to get back from them or get these feelings back from them. It goes a different way. So uh, God is really the God of tries. So it's really good to try this stuff. And who knows, the, the next time you might get a different answer that makes you feel better. So it's, he's really asking us to try to do this. And uh, you, you'll see uh, positive feedback uh, when you get, when you, when you do this. I was going to say that real quick, uh, an idea that came up was uh, testing it out. You know, sometimes, you know, you may not have experienced the, the joy and the, the fulfillment that comes from encouraging other people, but try this out with somebody that's safe, you know, somebody that you appreciate, somebody that you're close to and just take a time and be intentional about, you know, telling them why you appreciate them or why you're thankful for them or build them up or compliment them on something they've done or, just try this out. If you're not used to normally complimenting people and building people up, you know, just test it out on somebody safe that you're close to and that you, that won't, you know, it won't give you any weird response or anything, but will just, uh, just be an opportunity to, to develop in this area. 
Yeah, and again, if you don't do this, an opportunity to do something different uh, that uh, that you haven't done, uh, and it might be a change in your personality. But we're encouraging you to to just try it one time and and uh, see what you get back. Uh, I love uh, one the way I have changed a lot in my life is is the way I behave in traffic. I am a I have my own set of rules, and I expect everybody out there, Eric, to obey my set of rules when I'm driving the car. And I've even joked with people that my right foot was the last part of me to become a Christian. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so right yeah. now, what I do is I have this. Uh, this uh, intersection in front of my home and, and, and you, you, when we're all in cars, don't you love it when somebody lets you in, when you, when they shouldn't have, but they did, it's like, Oh, thank you, boy. What a nice person that is. Uh, so we should look for opportunities to bless people in traffic. Uh, I mentioned I have a four-way intersection right by my house where there always seems to be someone to my right that wants to turn right ahead of me, cross in front of me to the right or, or left or, or take a left in front of me. Um, and this is one of those intersections where you can sit for a long time. And I know we've all been there. Uh, well, what I try to do is knowing that I'm approaching it, uh, and if I see a, rate, a, a person waiting, I often slow down and try to encourage, put my hand outside and encourage them to make their turn if they're able. Uh, so that's a place where we can uh, pay it forward or backwards. And uh, as I've gotten older, I've had a number of my friends pass away. And, and one thing I do is uh, contact the spouses or children of my friends, mostly the children, and tell them what their dad thought of them. And there, there is a fellow that uh, I was good friends with at work. We were very good friends, actually. And uh, he passed away. And a couple of years later, I called his son and uh, left a message on his son's voicemail. And then a year later, his son called me and said, Rick, I've had your, your voicemail for a year. And uh, wow. today I need to hear, uh, and I left him a message and said, hey, I, I've got some things your dad would tell me regularly about you. He really loved you. And if you ever want to hear them, please call me back. And this message, again, stayed on his voicemail system for a year. And then he finally called me back and we had just a very nice conversation. So, I mean, this really, this cost me nothing. Um, I was able to give of the wonderfulness that I got out of my friend back to his son, even though he had passed away. So uh, that's something uh, that I have gotten a lot of feedback from, and, and I'll do uh, again just because uh, uh, of the appreciation I've seen on people's faces. So this does not come back void. This does not come back that I'm given and, and I don't see something back. So it's been fun. Real quick, before we get to the challenge, I just want to make sure we're covering the why. Like, what's the why? Why should we encourage people? Why do you, if you were to summarize that, answer to that question of why should we take the time to do all we just recommended today? How would you answer that question? Well, I, th I think there's two answers to it, Eric. Number one, this is an overflow of the relationship that we have with God. If you, if you really realize what this is all about, you, you really derive uh, some uh, tremendous happiness and you feel, I feel I've been given a gift uh, by God with regard to uh, my own life, the enjoyment that I'm finding in living, uh, the, uh, the things he's blessed me with in my life. Uh, we all have our list of, of things that we're appreciative of. And I feel that I want to uh, do what he says. And he says, pass this on. And, and there's a tremendous enjoyment in God loves his people and he loves it when we love his people. So there's some enjoyment in that. And, and uh, it's a neat thing to, to do what he says. And uh, you also see the, the benefits that I'm not doing it for the benefits I get, but the, uh, the benefit in doing what he says, that's, that's just a neat thing. 
And, and the the other thing is, you know, we really don't know where this is going to go. You know, if you've ever been to a baseball game and somebody's doing the wave, do you ever think about there's somebody that had to start this wave? Somebody had the the forethought to say, you know what? Now is a perfect wave time. I'm going for it. And they they get up and and they start the whole stadium. Uh, well, just think about encouraging another person. You'll never know where this goes. Uh, and if you're kind, they'll more than likely to be kind to somebody else. And then then it could just keep on going. Uh, so just like a stone thrown in a pond that ripples all the way to the end, you never know the effects of uh, what your simple, small act, and maybe you think it's simple and small, you'll never know how how maybe that person is telling people, everybody at dinner, or they're having conversations later in the week to other people. You know what somebody did for me uh, that uh, may never get back to you, but uh, may cause encouragement in the lives of others that continues to, to ripple on uh, from story after story, from just your initial act, because you decided to be outgoing to someone uh, in, in that moment. I really think that we all have a deep down desire to impact people, change the world, like really do something significant. And I feel like this is such a simple, practical way where you literally can change the world around you by just being uplifting and encouraging and, and positive to those, those people in your world and your circle of influence. And so, you know, leadership is influence and this is the quickest, easiest way to, to lead and encourage and influence other people and to really make an impact and, and change the world really. So yeah, this, this to me is like to your point of filled with joy and peace and excitement when I do finally die to myself and, and encourage and uplift other people. There's such a joy and a peace that comes from it. It's, it's great. And you see just joy and peace in other people and it's a, it's an amazing feeling and, and it just creates a community and a connection with others that uh, fills you with life. So, all right, Rick, you want to take us into our challenge? I do. A couple of ideas we have here just in it as we want to challenge. And all of these are very easy. As a matter of fact, you can do them today if you'd like. So call somebody by their name. And again, this includes the person behind the counter to to read their name and just, just use it as, as you uh, put in your order or talk to that person. They will appreciate it. Or remember a name. Again, if you're not good at this, start small. Uh, do one. If you can remember one name from the meeting and walk up to that person, hey, Joe, how are you? Oh my gosh, you know, you, you remembered me? People, uh, people just appreciate being remembered. And if you can do this from, with just one person, then, then that's uh, uh, quite a thing. Or give somebody a compliment back to the, you know, what I appreciate about you is this, or, you know, you're very good at this. And it can be a stranger or it can be somebody that you know very well. If you appreciate anything about anyone, there's your opening to uh, tell them that you do appreciate it. And we mentioned uh, sending a thank you card. Uh, we all have ideas with regard to saying thank you to someone. Uh, just send out one. Uh, that will be appreciated. And Eric, we're recording this in the Thanksgiving time of the year, and it always brings that uh, uh, thought around, who am, I, who am I thankful for? And boy, I would really like to let them know. Just send a Thanksgiving, a Thanksgiving thank you text. And if you send this to one person, that's great. Uh, say, you know, in the spirit, sometimes we have license. In the spirit of Thanksgiving, uh, I'd like to, you to know that I'm very thankful for you because of blank. And if you're more specific with something, it's always a better uh, encouraging note than just I'm thankful for you. Uh, you know, I'd like to know, what are you thankful? What, what am I doing right? Um, so uh, if you can tell somebody more specifically what you're thankful for them for, that uh, that always helps. You know, this costs very little. 
uh, in some, some of these things, there's no cost in it. And they may thank you forever. And you may just start something huge. God loves you and he loves his people. And it is an absolute wonderful feeling to bless those that he loves. Well, Rick, thanks again for sharing this topic with us and bringing this to our listeners and and uh, being the the content driver of this podcast. Appreciate all you've done and and just thank you for example uh, as you've encouraged and challenged me to grow in this area as well. Well, today we've shared about the power of encouragement and ways we can love on those around us with encouragement. But there is a converse out there. We live in a world of negativity, criticism, and sometimes it's tough to overcome these comments and those types of people. But it can be done. And we're going to talk about this on our next podcast on how to overcome the negativity and criticism that we face in this world. Well, before you move on with your day, please take a minute and rate and review our podcast and share the show with anyone you think would benefit from it. This helps us get the word out and Again, just like the, the pebble in a pond and may see the ripples go out, we'd love for you to share this podcast and, and send a ripple out to hopefully encourage people not only in their walk with the Lord, but just in life in general. And so with that, thanks again for listening and have a great day. 